This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Aaron Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? <laughs> As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement, and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, want to know what's happening with us and Right From The Deep? Well, here you go. We will be at the Mount Hermon Writers Conference. Yay! I know, yay. We love this conference from April 12th to April 16th. 2019, and we'll be teaching a continuing track on self-editing. And you can find out more about that at writers.mountherman.org. That's M-O-U-N-T-H-E-R-M-O-N.org, writers.mountherman.org. And we're doing a Patreon pledge drive this month. Yay! In February, for those of you who don't know, we have a page on patreon.com forward slash write, W-R-I-T-E, from the deep. Patreon is a platform that makes it easy for creators to get paid for the work that they do and the time they put into it. You know, it can take 10 to 20 hours of our time per episode to do the podcast. And that's time we don't have for writing or editing or other activities that help us to provide income for our families. So having your support through Patreon helps make our time on the podcast possible and lets us be responsible in making income for our families Exactly. As well. And with our pledge drive, we are super excited to announce some new tiers for our patrons. And Karen's going to be doing a Facebook Live on February 4th at 1 p.m. I think that'll be Pacific time, y'all. So, yes, it is. <laughs> so Central time, that'll be 3 o'clock to tell you all about it. So don't miss it. But in case you do miss it, here are some of the highlights. First, we're introducing a new $10 a month tier on Patreon, for which those patrons will receive one of our most requested talks in the form of a Going Deeper workshop. Yay! And that's the talk on overcoming damaging self-talk. This new interactive workshop has been expanded to 16 segments, you guys, all of which will guide you in identifying the damaging self-talk and the ways that you sabotage yourself, often without even realizing it. And we have a new tier, a second new tier for patrons who sign up at that tier. They're going to get to ask Karen and me up to five questions a month, and we're going to answer them in an MP3 custom designed for you. You can ask us whatever you want, whether it's about craft or career or something spiritual. No one is going to read your questions but Karen and me, and no one's going to hear the answers but you. So this is private, and the cost for this personalized tier access is going to be $30 a month. But here's the thing. There are only five of these slots available, so the time to grab them is now. And of course, we still have our other tiers. So go to patreon.com forward slash write, W-R-I-T-E, from the deep, to get the details, if you've benefited from the podcast and if you think others would do so too, please share about our pledge drive in your social media platforms. We'd appreciate it. And don't forget to join Karen in her Facebook Live February 4th, 1 p.m. Pacific time to hear more details on the exciting benefits of these and other Patreon tiers. Help us and help yourselves. 
Thanks a lot, you guys. We appreciate everybody who has been supporting us, and we hope more of you will join. And now, here's here's the show. show. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the lovely deep. And we are excited because we have a guest with us. Yay! Yay! It's Kathy Ide, and I am going to let Karen tell you all about Kathy. Well, I don't know that I can tell you all about Kathy, (laughs) but I can tell you if you've been in Christian publishing for any amount of time, you have undoubtedly seen Kathy. You have undoubtedly met Kathy. She, she's kind of done it all. She's an editor, a writer, a mentor. She has books that have been published. She directs conferences. She founded the SoCal Christian Conference down in Southern California, and she's been the director of the Mount Hermon Christian Conference since 2016, I think, maybe 2015, 2016, and she's doing a phenomenal job. So one of the reasons that we wanted to ask our dear Kathy, the other thing that you will find out about Kathy is she just has a very sincere and loving heart, and she wants to help people, and that's evident in everything that she does. So one of the reasons that we asked her here for our podcast today is because, number one, the conference season is going to be starting for 2019, and we want to get you folks ready for that. And number two, we just want to hear what God has taught her in the midst of all these amazing things that she's been involved in. So, Kathy, I'd welcome. Thank you so much, Karen and Aaron. Oh, yeah. I love doing these kind of things. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, um, Kathy, let's put you on the spot, really. What we want to know um, in this show, we talk about the deep a lot, and everybody has mm. a different concept of even what that could mean. So, what does the deep mean to you? Well, I love what you shared with me when you asked me to do this about there being two aspects of the deep, one being going deeper with God and the other uh, referring to the deep places in our lives that we experience. And I've thought a lot about that ever since you shared that with me. And I think we can go deeper with God in any season of our life. You know, we have those mountaintop experiences where we go to a retreat center or like Mount Hermon, and we're just on the mountaintop. We're having a great time with God. We're going deeper with him because we're focused on him. Uh, And then we have our everyday lives and we can choose to spend time with God, get to know him better, go deeper with him. Uh, When we're in the valleys, it's harder sometimes to rely on ourselves and therefore it's harder sometimes to trust God, even though that's what we need to do when we can't rely on ourselves. Right. But then sometimes we get into places that are really, really deep and we feel like we are at the bottom of the ocean with shackles and weights on our Mm -hmm. ankles and there's nowhere to go and we can't even see God or hear him because all we can see and hear is that ocean that's surrounding us. Mm -hmm. And in those deep places, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder to really feel God's presence. And yet that's the time when God can come alongside us and surround us. And if we put our focus on him instead of on the deep that we're in, he will be with us. He may not rescue us from those deep places, at least not immediately. I know with scuba divers, they'll tell you if you're really deep in the ocean and you might want, you know, maybe there's an emergency, there's a shark, there's a rip in your suit or whatever. You want to go straight to the top, but you can't go straight to the top. You have to go gradually. And that's what God usually does when we're in those really deep places is is help us gradually out of those deep places, whether the circumstances change or not. 
One of the things that we've talked about pretty often on the podcast is the fact that we need to learn how to, as long as God asks it of us, how to dwell in the deep and how to learn in the deep and how to grow from those deep places, because it's in those deep places that we often are refined the most and refined to become a far clearer reflection of who our suffering Savior is. I mean, it's not like Jesus hopped out of the deep as soon as he got into it. So we need to remember that. And we need to really pray and determine if God is saying, yes, you can be set free from this, like you said, or if it's a situation of, I want you to dwell here for a while because there are things I have to teach you here. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think once you've been in those deep places and God has helped you through them, you can then help others go through their deep places exactly. and help them turn their focus on God as well. You know, Do you guys remember a singing artist whose name was Twyla Paris? Yes. Do you remember her? She's way back when. She had a wonderful song called Wounded Healers, and that's what we become. We become wounded healers because we've had the wounding ourselves. We've been through it, and we're then able to understand and, and to help to heal others with, well, with understanding and with compassion rather yes. than with black and white thinking. I think yep. the biggest part, one of the biggest parts of that, though, is the trust that we learn to develop like, mm -hmm. you know, as you were saying, I like the metaphor that you were using of the scuba diver, because if you right. are, if you do that straight up shot, that's dangerous. That is not good for yes. you. And yes. it, it's so counterintuitive. And so it's in those places where we're learning to trust God. I think that's one of the, one of the ways we help people the most, even if they're going through something slightly different, we can be like, but I've been there and I trusted. I trusted for a long, 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 long time. And and sometimes that's just the way it goes. So So speaking of trusting God, Kathy, talk to <laughs> us about talk to us about how you came to be the director for the Mount Hermon Christian Conference, Christian Writers Conference. Well, that's kind of a funny story. Um, I'd been, as you said, Karen, I'd been writing and editing and, right. and attending conferences, teaching at conferences for several years. And when I learned that Mount Hermon was looking for their new, for a new permanent director, my first thought was, I'm really too busy for that. So <laughs> I started telling all my friends that I thought might be good candidates. And I said, hey, Mount Hermon is looking for a new director for the writers conference, you should apply. And they all asked me, well, what are the qualifications? I, I don't know. Well, can you find out? <laughs> so, so I, I, <clears throat> so I, I asked. You know, what are the qualifications? I was given a link to a web page. I looked at that web page, and everything I read, I thought I'm reading my own bio here. That's <laughs> great. Um, but I don't have time, so I kept telling my friends, "Here are the requirements. Here's what right, they're looking for. Right. You should apply." my lord send Aaron. <laughs> yes yes you know god must have someone in mind but it, it couldn't possibly be me because i don't have the time i had just launched the socal christian writers conference right. i was very busy with that on top of my editing business on top of trying to find time to write my own stuff so i just thought you know it, it can't be me but God, as he often does, kept poking me and saying, what if you're my choice for that job? Hmm. And I said, well, then I would have time for that job. <laughs> and he said, well, don't you think if you were my choice for that job, I could figure out your schedule? Wow. <laughs> so I just kind of. Oh, no, Lord, that'd be too hard. Even oh, yeah, that would you. be too hard for the God of the universe <laughs> to, you know, to handle my schedule. It's certainly too hard for me. Um <laughs> 
But I thought, okay, I almost did it as a challenge to God. Hmm. I said, okay, I will fill out the online application, but that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to call anybody. I'm not going to tell anybody I'm applying. I'm just going to fill out the application. That way, if you want to pull me out of the hat, you can pull my name because it'll be there. Hmm. Well, I wasn't surprised when they called me for an interview because, after all, my bio. (laughs) And so, but even in the interview, I kind of took that very laid back because I didn't think this was going to be right for me. So I was casual. I was myself. I didn't put on anything. I was just answering very off the cuff, very casual and not really being concerned about it. And one of the first questions was, you know, we see on your bio that you're busy with a lot of things. Are you sure you have time for this job? And I said, no, I really don't. But I'm pretty good at delegating, so if it's a big enough team, I could probably do it. And I was so almost self-sabotaging the interview to the point where when I hung up, I was just sure there was no way they were ever going to call me back. (laughs) But they did and offered me the job, and I quibbled about a few details. Uh, But even that, we, we worked out all the details, and as soon as I said yes, my first thought was, Oh, my gosh, what did I just do? (laughs) Who's the new director of the Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference? Not me, right? (laughs) But as soon as I got over about three months of shock, um, I realized that because of the way it happened, this really was God's choice. I really was who God wanted to be in this position. And if that was the case, I didn't have to worry about anything because he wouldn't have chose me if that wasn't. If, if he knew that I was going to wreck the conference, unless, of course, he wanted to wreck the conference. But, you know, I don't you think know, he does. Uh, no, no. But but here's the thing. And, and we kind of tend to forget this. You know, when you have something like this where you've got responsibility and you're going to be doing things that affect other people and other people's yes. careers. And yes. you feel like, oh, I have to make sure that I do everything right for everybody else. But God is saying to you, I have a gift for you in this. I have something for you to learn in this. I have something to refine you in this. I'll help you take care of all these crazy details, which, frankly, as I thought about everything that you would need to track and, and to do in order to direct <laughs> I I wanted to jump off a very tall building. <laughs> I, am, I am not a detail person. Aaron will tell you, Karen is not a linear thinker. <laughs> you have to be a linear thinker to do that. But still, in the midst of it all, the greatest gift that he has in it is for you to show you things about yourself, to reveal things about himself to you. Yes. And then you can rest in him for all that other stuff. And and we forget that so often. We get so wrapped up in thinking, oh, now I have to A, B, C, D. Right. But we really don't. What you have to do when you accept those big challenges then is to turn it back to him and to put it on him and say, okay, Lord, we're in it now. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when I did take on this job, I was aware of some of the scope of this job. And as I did the job, I found there's a lot more involved than I ever thought there was. It's a much bigger job than I even imagined. And I knew it would be big. But when God gives you something big to do, you have to rely on him because I know I can't do this myself. Even though God has equipped me 
through all the years that, you know, he, all the years that I've been doing all kinds of things in my life, I've realized that a lot of things I've learned over the years are things that I needed to have in my background in order to do this job. So he has equipped me, but he equips me on an every single day basis. Right. And, and he does the things I can't possibly do. I don't know who he wants to be on faculty. I rely on him to send me people and to give me the right uh, direction in, in the decisions. And uh, as, as our friend Steve Lobby told me the first year I was director, the first <laughs> thing he said to me was, you know, you can't wreck this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right he's because so it's not my conference. It's God's conference. Right. And right. he's going to do things through me. I just have to show up for work. Okay, so what do you feel were the main lessons or the main lesson that, that you got from taking on this challenge and now being a couple years out? As you look back on it, what, what were the lessons or the gifts that God had for you in this? Oh, so many. Um, as far as gifts, oh my goodness. I've, you know I've always loved Mount Hermon. And, mm-hmm. and being kind of at the helm of it just feels so special. That alone is just such a gift. And and, and I, I constantly feel like, really, am I really, you know, I'm not qualified for this. Um, but God says I am. So, you know, because of him, I am. But as far as lessons, it's just a deeper deeper knowing that he is in charge of this i'm not a deeper knowing that he's in charge of all the areas of my life and i know especially when writers go to a writers conference they think oh if i could just meet karen ball if i could just <laughs> connect with aaron taylor young then you know they could make my publishing dreams come true and yes in in a practical sense the people you meet at the conference can be that next step in your writing journey. But we tend to focus so much on our plans for that. And, you know, we've read the bios online and we know who the right people are to meet. And then we can't sit at that person's table. We end up sitting at somebody else's table because that table is full. And then the somebody else's table was exactly where God wanted you to be. (laughs) And so I think just trusting that he knows what he's doing and we all, we have the faith. We have the faith that God knows what he's doing. But trusting is putting that one foot in front of the other and actually right. stepping out and doing the things that we say we have faith in him to do. So a lot of it is just, you know, realizing what a gift this is, realizing that even as difficult situations come up that I've needed to deal with over the past couple of years, even in those, he has me there because he knows I will listen to what he has to say. And I need to do that. I need to listen so that I'm doing what he wants me to do and taking the steps he wants me to take, even when those steps are challenging. When you said that, uh, I want to go back here for a minute. You said something about like, you know, how all of this went down. I knew that it was God. That seems to have been a useful thing. And I think a lot of our, a lot of writers out there have trouble discerning. Is this really God? Is this really God? Mm -hmm. So um, were there other specific things that helped you know that this really was what God wanted you to do? Well, it was partly because I wasn't trying for it because, you know, they came to me rather than me, like really working hard to get this. So sitting back and saying, okay, God, if this is really what you want, I need you to work out these particular circumstances that aren't things that I could do, or maybe they are things I could do, but I'm choosing to see whether you do them for me um, is a big part of it. But after I took the job, 
even there were just little things like, oh, we need to have these little tickets with uh, a little, you know, tear off thing on the side that's turned the other direction. And I thought, oh, I know how to do that, you know, (laughs) because I learned it in a job 20 years ago. Um, You know, so even the little things that you think, okay, I have stuff in my background that God put there (laughs) because he knew I was going to be here and I know how to do this. Because God has prepared me to. And if I don't know how to do it, God brings people into my life to help me figure it out. So it's that whole Joseph thing for such a time as this. You know, you had no idea that all those things that happened to you would bring you to this place where where you would accomplish this task that God had for you down the road. And had you known about that task that was down the road in those early <laughs> days, again, really tall buildings. Yes. <laughs> It's God's mercy that that he takes us a step at a time and teaches us his his sufficiency and his provision and all of that with each new step that we take. But let's be really clear here. I'm going to guess while you were still feeling pretty confident that this was God's will, I'm going to guess it still wasn't completely an easy task. (laughs) Definitely not. Uh, Definitely not easy. And I think that's as going back to your question about lessons. I think that's another one of the lessons is I've known for years that I need God every minute of every day. But this is just one more step. He's taken me one more step out under the waters and saying, do you really trust me? You know, and, and taking me to that place where I have to every day with every decision I make say, okay, God, I know you're in charge. And I'm still struggling with the time commitment thing because, you know, taking care of the SoCal conference as well as Mount Hermon, that's a lot of time consuming stuff mm-hmm. in addition to editing and writing and all the other things. And so Every day, I just ask God, what do you want me to do today? Because mm-hmm. that's pretty much all he tells me. And even when he tells me what I think I'm supposed to be doing that day, sometimes what I thought was supposed to happen that day doesn't. But I can still be confident that if there are distractions or interruptions, as long as I am responding to them the way I believe God wants me to, I don't have to worry about those distractions either, because whatever I thought I was going to get done that day will get done later or won't get done. And it's okay because God's in charge. Yeah, my my life philosophy has become the detours are the journey. So, (laughs) yes. So I think we have a good idea of what you wish attendees who come to your conference knew and took to heart the the whole thing about, you know, it, it's really not, I have to do this or it'll be a failure, that you can rest in God's agenda, you can trust God's agenda and just relax and enjoy. What would you like your faculty members to know and take to heart about being in Mount Hermon? Oh, that's a good question. I I think the faculty members have a lot of the same struggles with different specific details, but a lot of the same struggles as the faculty or as, as the conferees, because as faculty, you've got all those added responsibilities. You're, you're going away from what you do on a regular day-to-day basis for God. You're putting that aside for a week and trusting that, Nothing is going to blow up while you're gone, um, that the family will be okay, that your jobs will be okay while you're gone for a week. What I encourage, and I've, I've encouraged my fellow attendees even when I was uh, in my early days at Mount Hermon, and I still encourage attendees and faculty, but faculty especially, find a time during your week at Mount Hermon when you can take an hour at least and get away from the main hub of the conference 
take a walk in the redwoods, walk Mm -hmm. beside the streams and the waterfalls and listen for God's voice. Let this be a retreat for you too. If you just spend the whole week working, you will have missed one of the best benefits of Mount Hermon, which is that retreat area feel that you can just hear God's voice so clearly in Mount Hermon, but not when you're just constantly on the go, teaching, having appointments, that kind of stuff. Those are all important, obviously, or we wouldn't have hired you to be on faculty. (laughs) But find an hour or so in your schedule where you can just get away and be alone with God, whether it's in your room or in the redwoods or wherever it is. Take that time to refresh because if your cup isn't full, you can't give what you've got in your cup to others. Right. You know, it occurs to me that not everybody knows what Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference is. So, Kathy, just give us the brief, you know, 15 second version of what Mount Hermon even is. Oh, that's tough in 15 seconds. Um, (laughs) Go to writers.mounthermon.org. Um, that's the, the really quick one. Um, Mount Hermon is an opportunity for you to connect with the top people in the Christian publishing industry, to meet with them one-on-one, to get their feedback on your writing journey, as well as on your specific manuscript that you're working on, and to hear from God where he wants you to go next. It's a place where you can make lifelong friendships, a place where you can make connections that you may not be able to make anywhere else. And it will change your writing journey. It will change your life. It will just inspire you and and move you forward to that next step in the journey that God has for you. You know, I can totally second all of that. I, I heartily concur. I, I feel like Mount Hermon was one of the most critical uh, conferences that I went to as a, as a new writer. Um, I think one of my favorite, favorite things about Mount Hermon was, of course, the the atmosphere, the redwoods. And you know what I noticed the last time I was there is that the whole place feels like it's just a place of prayer. It's steeped in prayer. I can't, there's no yes. explanation other than that the Holy Spirit is so present. But the other thing that I loved about Mount Hermon was the that aspect of networking and relationships. People like Steve Lobby, just, you know, sitting in Central Lounge at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, just there to mm-hmm. talk to you. I credit Mount Hermon with meeting Karen and just, yeah. you know, the yes. people I met there who put me and Karen together. Together, you know, it's just that Absolutely. is one of the most wonderful things about writing conferences in general, but especially Mount Hermon because of all of the time that there is devoted to that kind of networking. Absolutely. And, you know, Mount Hermon is a full-time year-round Christian conference center. So every employee, everyone who is on those grounds 24-7 prays for all of the events at that conference, for all of the people who come to the conference. We have, for the Writers' Conference, we have a great prayer team who is very actively praying all year round for the faculty, for the attendees, for everything that happens. And going back to your question about how did I know that this was God's will for me, a part of that was knowing that if those people chose me, they chose me because they had prayed about it. Mm. Right. They pray about every decision they make about who to hire very deeply. And if they had prayed about it and they were choosing me, then that was I was the answer to their prayers as well as my own. So, Kathy, it's time for us to wrap up. If, do you have 
one final word of wisdom that our listeners can utilize for today? Some application, some suggestion, some recommendation for them as the conference director, as a writer and editor and all of those things. One final word of wisdom to share with our listeners. Well, my favorite thing to share with writers especially, but this is true for anyone, is that if God has called you to write, he has a plan for what he's called you to write. And he knows how long it's going to take for you to learn how to write and learn how to do it well and attend conferences and get in a critique group and all those steps along the way. He even knows when life is going to get deep and you can't write for a while. He knows all those but he also knows who he has in mind to read what he has called you to write and when that person is going to need to read it. Hmm. So all along your journey, you don't have to worry about, oh, I have to get this done and I have to get it done by deadline. Well, you might have to get it done by deadline if you have a publisher. <laughs> but, you know, you don't have to worry about the timeline because God's timeline may not be the same as yours, probably isn't. Hmm. But his timeline will result in what he has called you to write getting into the hands of the people he has called, he knows are going to need to read it at exactly the right moment. Hmm. I love that. I love that. That's terrific. Well, friends, as we finish up today, if you're contemplating going to a writer's conference in, in this year, this new year, why not go check out Mount Hermon? I think you will see that it's got a lot of wonderful things for you. Kathy, give us the uh, website one more time. And date. And yes. date. It's writers.mounthermon, and that's M-O-U-N-T-H-E-R-M-O-N dot org, O-R-G. The dates this year, it's always over Palm Sunday weekend, so you can know when that is always the weekend before Easter. This year, it's April 10 to 12, and the main conference is April 12 to 16. And that's uh, the pre-conference is a couple of days before where we have mentoring clinics. And then the main conference starts Friday at dinner and goes through Tuesday at breakfast. Terrific. Okay. So what can you get from a writer's conference? Well, you can get networking, you can get teaching, but more than anything else, you can get fellowship from people who understand you and who are for you. This is one of the biggest differences between being a writer in the Christian market and a writer in the general market, and that's that we're for you. Everybody else is for you. There's none of the competition. There's none of the resentment. And if there is, we can pray about it together. In the <laughs> so, well, you know, Karen, we're all on the same team. If yeah. God wants your book to be published, I want to help you have, you know, work that out. If God right. wants my book to be published, I don't have to step on you in order to have that happen because That's we're exactly all working right. for the same boss. So, Kathy, thank you so much for being with us and taking the time. We're just delighted that God has led you into this new adventure. And as we look at our own careers and our own lives, we look forward to seeing where God has to take us next, too. Love that. Thank you so much, Karen and Aaron. God bless you both. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, writefromthedeep.com. Yep, we'd love to connect with you guys there. So, until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen. Amen.